Hello there, Methuen. Uh, welcome back to Mayor's Minutes. It's the mayor. Uh, it's good to see you again. And uh, I'm here. Today is Wednesday, December 15th. I turned a year older this week. Um, birthday. Thank you. Um, so I'm joined by my special guest, uh, Matt, who's the uh, manager or owner? Franchisee. Owner. Okay, franchisee. Well, that's great. Of uh, Jersey Mike's, and we're going to talk to him in a, a few minutes here. Um, and talk a lot about uh, Jersey Mike's and your experience coming to the city of Methuen. Um, but we do have a pretty jam-packed show today, and I don't want to disappoint any of the boo birds in the community. Uh, we will be talking about um, uh, the hottest topic in the community right now, which is that hazard pay thing that's come back up. And I'm going to give you the update after my meeting with uh, Administration of Finance yesterday. And uh, I, I'm going to try to quell... You know, one of the difficult parts of, uh, and I'm going to say this publicly, I'm not going to run the city by social media. Um, so there's a core group of people in the city that love to put anything on social media. Can't, you, you know, you're wasting your time to go out there and refute it um, because there's no fact-checking. And so uh, I'm going to give you a fact from fiction in regard to um, the CVRF spending, coronavirus funding spending, and ARPA uh, because many of the people in the community, including some of our city councils, kind of confuse the two. And it's easy to get confused, and we're going to kind of dispel those. And we're going to talk about um, administration of finance and, and what's been going on with the city of Methuen and make sure that you understand uh, my perspective there. But let's start with the COVID news. It's uh, not all bad. Um, so if we could go to the charts. So uh, this week we are... At 287 new cases for the week, which is not good, but it's actually better than the previous week. We're in the 300s last week. Um, at the end of the show, if you forget everything else I'm going to tell you, even the CVRF funding and the great flavors of Jersey Mike, uh, remember this. Uh, there's a calendar for December and January I'm going to present at the end of the show that talks about where and when we have vaccination clinics. Get vaccinated. Get your booster. I finally got my uh, clearance to get my booster, and I will be getting my booster shot Monday um, after my recent hospitalization, so I'm thrilled to do that. And you should do that, too. Um, there is a clinic tomorrow at St. Andrew's Church, uh, 4 to 7. That's for uh, walk-ins. St. Andrew's Church on Broadway, Methuen, 4 to 7 p.m. You can get first dose, second dose, or booster. You can get J&J, &J, Moderna, or Pfizer. Um, two to six tomorrow, there's a clinic for boosters at Sanborn Hall, which is at the police station, 90 Hampshire Street. And um, that is Moderna or Pfizer, I believe, right? You can't get some Pfizer. But you have to pre-register for that one in advance. So the St. Andrews is walk-in, uh, run by some of our partners. We appreciate their help. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the one at uh, Sanborn Hall is run by our uh, city nurse, Nancy Zabo, who's doing a spectacular job, and that requires pre-registration for a booster, right? Okay, so let's go to the good and uh, the not-so-good. The good news is the positive cases are down. I already said that, uh, from 321 to 287. Uh, also, hopefully you saw the announcement yesterday. Uh, we got a lot of uh, the, the home Binax tests. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, Binax. Um, Received from the Commonwealth of Mass. They come in a kit, two per kit. Um, 
They're really targeted at uh, lower-income communities. Uh, if you're able to afford them and you can go to a drugstore, please go buy them. Um, but we do have the Benax tests. And in advance of the holidays, if you are um, in need of testing, you can go to Greater Lawrence Family Health Center on Pelham Street and get tested. Or um, if you fit the criteria, uh, you can call uh, our city nurse, Nancy Zabo, and she can give you these home kits here. Right? They're really easy to interpret. Uh, and that's the good news. And the other good part of that um, good news chart is uh, the state has also negotiated a state-level pricing agreement with uh, several test providers. So we're going to be able to get uh, more rapid access to tests cheaper, right, which is great news. Uh, the not-so-good is uh, the vaccination rate remains below the state level. You're going to see that the state is well into the 80s on first doses. We're not close. And uh, the trend went in a negative direction. So we're up to 77.7 out of uh, every 100,000. Next is the distribution by sex. Uh, the women, almost 500 more than men, 480 more than the men. Distribution by age on the next chart. You can see that the younger folks start to drive it. Now, the schools have, <coughs> sorry about that. CVS Pharmacy, um, right in the middle of the show. Um, you can see uh, the schools have done a good job uh, trying to get the word out and doing vaccine clinics in partnership with GLFHC uh, to get some of our school children. But we still have a long way to go, right, a long way to go. And so we're going to keep harping on that. You know, there was, uh, I saw a thread in the Globe today uh, that said it's time for a mask mandate in Massachusetts again. I'm not ready for that, uh, but at the same time, <clears throat> I would strongly urge you that when you go inside a building, if you can't maintain the six feet, put your mask on, all right, uh, no matter where you are. Um, so that's the distribution by age. For this week, the weekly cases, you can see 87 of the 287 are below the age of 19, and then 58 are in the 30 to 39, all right? The same categories kind of leading us week to week here. And so those are the categories, age-wise, we've got to penetrate with the vaccines, especially that under-19 group, right? Now, we have made some headway. I was listening to the superintendent of the school committee the other night, um, and she was talking about the percentages uh, by age group within the city. Uh, so we are making some progress, but probably not fast enough. Then the big three chart, if you would, uh, Methuen, Lawrence, and Haverhill, you can see that all three have spiked up. And I say this as I say, everything the epidemiologists have told us about from a timing perspective has come to fruition, right? So go back to those BINAX tests if you're, um, <coughs> excuse me, if you're uh, a lower-income family or you have questions about that, call Nancy Zabo, and you're going to get together with family members over the holiday. Make sure that you have the capability to get tested, all right? Get tested. Uh, or get vaccinated, more importantly. All right, so Methuen's at 572, still being outpaced by Lawrence and Haverhill, but, um, you know, there's so much back and forth between these three cities that it's really difficult. So, all right, and then the last chart is the rate. You can see that our positive rate is 9.85%. Lawrence has a low positive rate, right? So out of every 100 people in, test in Lawrence, 
8.83% are positive. Out of every 100 people tested in Methuen, 9.85 are positive. We're testing far less, as you can see from the gray bar. Okay. And then last, but probably the most important chart, is the state, and you can go out to the Mass website and see this. You can see that the state of Massachusetts is um, the percent of the population that's age five and over that received the first dose is 86.5 in Mass. That's really high. That's good. In Methuen, it's 73. I don't know if you can see that bar on the left there. So the graph on the left shows you that if the state is at 86.5 first doses for age five and over, Methuen's at 73. Now, um, while that's 13% off the pace, it's still showing some incremental signs of improvement. So ever the eternal optimist, I'm going to keep you know, hoping. And then fully uh, vaccinated over age five in Massachusetts is just under 75%, 74.9. You see at the top of the page. And Methuen is, trails up by 10%. We're at 65 so don't forget those two clinics. Uh, tomorrow, St. Andrew's Church, Broadway, um, 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, the Groundwork Lawrence is doing it, and 2 to 6 at uh, a booster clinic at Sanborn Hall. So please make sure that you get there. So I'm going to pause there before we go on to the uh, uh, other COVID charts, uh, excuse me, the vaccine charts and the uh, CARES funding, and we're going to talk a little bit to our special guest, who is Matt Goyette, who is the franchisee of Jersey Mike's. And so how long has Jersey Mike's been open now, Matt? Jersey Mike's started in 1956. Wow. So, uh, yeah, there's over 2,000 stores now nationwide. Yeah. Uh, currently about 75 in New England. 75. But there's, there's room for a few hundred probably. Yeah. It's a great market. Uh, do you have other franchises besides Bethune? Yes, I've got Exeter, New Hampshire, and one in uh, Londonderry, New Hampshire, is in construction. So. Now, when did you know you were coming to Methuen? I knew about a year ago, I guess. Yeah. 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 And you were shoot for it. And so, um, how you know how's business been so far? It's it's kind of a. Uh, it's been steady. Yeah. Um, we didn't have quite the grand opening splash that yeah. we did in Exeter. Yeah. Um, Exeter was just was massive. Yeah. Nobody predicted that. Uh, yeah. But Methuen's been very steady. Uh, the community's been great. And yeah. it's, you know, steady right now. Of course, the holidays are coming and people are out and about. But Yeah. So, uh, and remind me to ask you about that. So, um, so what drew you to Methuen? What kind of drew you to Methuen? Well, it's a good retail market. And yeah. we've got some folks at, at corporate that say, um, you know, there's a good spot here at the Loop. And we, we'd like you to check it out. And I did. And the square footage was right. And, uh it's almost counterintuitive, but we like to be near other big retailers like yeah. Chick-fil-A's and yeah. Chipotle's and yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, the options, right? Yeah, we know if they're, so. they're doing it, we can make it as well. And by the way, before I forget, thank you. Uh, you guys had, in addition to being in the store, you guys had an outside presence during the tree lighting. I, I don't know how it went for you. That was really great. Yeah, it was so, great. We, yeah. uh, we kind of overshot it and wound up giving a lot away to the – DPW and the yeah. police department and yeah. fire department. but um, They're eaters, so they'll eat yeah, they, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. They enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into the importance. What's your favorite sandwich at Jersey Mike's? I got a list of questions they gave me to give you. Sure. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with the Italian sandwich. Yeah. Have it Mike's way. Yeah. I like the clubs, too. Clubs yeah. are good. The bacon's great. Now, yours, uh, your, your sandwich is a little different. There's a little... Uh, the juice. 
The juice, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of a way to say that, right? So uh, what's special about the juice? It's a uh, red wine, vinegar, and olive oil blend. Yeah. And uh, we, don't, we don't spare it. Yeah. And we, you know, Mike's way is onions, lettuce, tomato, and the juice, yeah, the uh, oregano, juice. and salt. Yeah. Uh, that's typically how we recommend it for the cold sandwiches. But. Yeah. So, so um, you, you open up a business, and one of the things that I hear uh, a lot of from a lot of the small businesses in Methuen is how hard it is to find employees. Right? We've got um, notable institutions that are shutting down for certain periods because they can't get enough employees. How's it been? It's a challenge. Yeah. It, it's not uh, yeah. the ideal time to start Higher. opening up restaurants. Yeah. Um, Methuen High School has been outstanding. Yeah. We've got some great high school kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, the daytime is a challenge for us. Uh, we've got some really good employees, um, yeah. but we're constantly hiring. So. Well, the good news is for you, if there's some in the community, if they have their way, I'll be working full-time at Love it. Mike. So, yeah. yeah, that's good. So um, are you still looking to hire employees? Absolutely. Yeah, we're okay. constantly hiring. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so how many, not to be, how many employees typically, you know, for a full roster? Well, I think I actually know we're doing quite well, but I like to have about 30 and, yeah. you know, at least half of those will be high school kids that, yeah. you know, can work evenings and weekends. Yeah. Um, we're looking for, you know, daytime workers, though, weekdays. Yeah. So if somebody's out in the audience and watching this and wants to be a sandwich Have maker, them come on in and have a sandwich. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, uh, and, and you have, um, you know, I, was, I mentioned to you before we went on the air that uh, I tried the turkey the other day. It was delicious, by the way. Um, I got the mini okay, because my appetite has been fairly suppressed uh, for a while. But it was delicious. And it was just the right size. You know, Glad uh, to hear it. For lunch, I can't eat a big monster sub anymore. I'm not of that age. So, um, but a lot of people like healthy options. What are some of the healthy options you have on the menu? Well, there's no fried food, for starters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, everything's sliced fresh, so the meats are, you know, antibiotic-free. Um, you know, my doctor tells me not to eat a lot of red meat, but the roast beef is yeah. is, is nice and, um, you know, that's healthy. Turkey's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, we've got tuna fish. We've got gluten-free breads. We can do a sub in a tub if you don't want bread. What's a sub in a tub? It's a... Uh, yeah, you know, rolled up meat with uh, with all the dressings, just oh. in a in a little container to go. Oh, I love that idea. Yeah, it's like a salad, you know, chef salad or something. All right, okay, I I didn't get that. Now, um, does it say that on the website? I I didn't see. Uh, it may. I'm yeah. Sure, yeah, it may. But for the audience out there, if you like a sub in a tub, we do them all the time. And it, can any sub be in a tub? Any sub can be in a tub. Oh, I love that. Okay, and you can eat the sub in the tub in the tub. <laughs> if you'd like, sure. Literally. Yeah. Okay. So, um, um, and you said tuna fish, right? Uh, it's real tuna. Say it again? It's real tuna fish, yes. Real tuna fish? What does that mean? Well, there's been some um, some conversation about other folks that don't have real tuna fish, but ours is yeah. real. Are, are those, oh, okay. All right. I, I, miss, I was thinking can there for a minute. Yeah, I got it. I fall. Okay. Um, so how did you originally get into the you know, food business, the Jersey Mike business? 
Well, I was in uh, commercial finance for about 25 years. In my last 10 years, I was um, doing franchise finance. So I would lend money to multi-unit franchisees, and um, you know, I get a pretty good idea of the different brands out there, the blue chip brands in the country, and um, I like what Jersey Mike stood for. Uh, you know, connection with the community and giving back, and I like the product. Yeah. And there, the opportunity right here in New England is is a good opportunity. Yeah. So, so you, um, so when you franchise like that, you have to um, uh, put up some money up front. Yes. Right. Indeed. Yeah. And then in return for that, you get advertising, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's sure. really how it works. Right? Yeah. You probably. Seen the television uh, commercials? Yeah. Peter Cancro, the CEO, he's, he's really big with, like, Feeding America. And the yeah. month of March is our, our month of giving where we pick charities and a bunch of the proceeds will go towards the charity of our choice That's and things great. like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, now, have you been day. approached by any of the local youth organizations? I've been a little bit proactive. In fact, today I, I spoke with um, the gentleman that heads up Methuen Recreation. Um, Steve. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I talked to Steve for a bit today. Um, Matt Curran's been great at, at the high That's school. Terrific. Yep. Uh, Rich Barton's been great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're trying to, you know, cast a wide net and in yeah. or other organization. We just sponsored the cheerleading team out of uh, Salem that That's won the nationals. We sponsored yeah. them. That's great. Um, we we actually made a donation to the Unified Sports Program, which is a division of. Special Olympics right. at uh, Methuen High School. Yeah. Um, that check's being delivered this week. So That's great. Yeah. Thank you. And I say that because uh, this is, um, you know, Methuen's a great community. Uh, our, our local businesses, and one of the reasons we wanted to have people like you on, um, you know, we've got people that run uh, small Italian delis. We've got uh, an Irish restaurant. We've got um, an old English you know, grocery store that sells little pies. Um, we've got all kinds of things all over the city. We've got an apple apple orchard, right? Yeah. All of those places are heavily invested in the community, meaning they really give back. And so one of the things that we try to do is, uh, from a city standpoint, show them that we appreciate them as well, right? And we want them to stay in Methuen. We want them to thrive. So... Um, when I say this, you've got to let us know how we can help you. I appreciate so that. How, you know, uh, how was the work with the city preparatory to opening? And It was great. Yeah. You know, um, very welcoming. Um, the folks at The Loop, Anthony and, and Randy, have been outstanding. Um, we've been speaking with uh, Charter, who's the owner of The Loop, about yep. some advertising. Um, the Lawrence Eagle Tribune reached out to Methuen Times. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Methuen, Methuen Life, yep. Methuen Life yep. reached out. They ran an article. So, yeah, everybody's been great. Great. Really, uh, it's, it's been a great Super. experience. It's only been a month, but. Yeah. And uh, how about the health inspectors? They've been out to see you? Yeah, he's yeah. been great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Who came to see you, John Bonanno? John did, yep. yeah. He's had a couple sandwiches since. So. <laughs> well, that's a good sign, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You want, you want to eat where the health inspector eats. Okay. So, um, We've got the holidays coming, um, you know, uh, so I'm sure people can understand if you're out Christmas shopping or you're hectic or, you know, you've got a kid's concert at night or something, Jersey Mike's is there and it's a quick option to get food. Are there other, 
I think you have catering options too, though, right? We do, yeah. I was actually thinking about that as you yeah. were saying that. Yeah, so if there's any businesses out there um, that want to do, you know, host a meeting or provide food for a meeting or a holiday party, we certainly do catering. Um, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub yeah. uh, delivers. Uh, but come into the store. It's a fun place to be. Yeah. Well, it seems like a third of our clients so far, like, didn't know you were here yet. Yeah. So I think the word's still getting out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is helpful. I appreciate it. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. So we want everybody who's watching the show today to get out and um, uh, catering or, or, you know, a sandwich. Like I said, we've been there once. Uh, tomorrow I think we'll be back. Um, You're going to get the tub, are you? Told me, yeah, well, I'm going to do a tub thing. You said <laughs> that, right? I get, it, I get fixated, right? So uh, the, the sub of the tub is just too hard to pass up. So um, I try to stay away from the bread because it's too filling during the day. So, um, okay. Uh, what else would you like to be uh, uh, talking about for, uh, you know, opportunities in the city? What other things can we help you with? I think we touched on a lot, Mayor. Um, you know, we are hiring constantly, daytime help. So if there's folks that are looking for, you know, part-time job or full-time job careers, we offer all of them. Uh, we are going to be expanding into other communities. So there's definitely, you know, opportunities. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think you touched on the catering and uh, we're, we welcome the opportunity to to sponsor sports teams or band or, or whatever yeah. the case may be. But, you know, yeah, we're thrilled to be part of the community. All right, we got a couple questions. Um, and some of them are asking to talk about CARES, which I said I'll, we'll be talking about here shortly when we finish. This looks like there's some connection issues, too. Uh, can you explain the restaurant point system? How does one sign up? Do you do takeout and ordering online? Great question, sure. Yeah. So we do have a loyalty point system. Oh. You can either um, download the app, or in, if you're in store, you can just put your television, uh, television, your um, uh, telephone number in, yeah. and you'll basically get points towards free subs. Yep, that's you know, great. We don't sell your information. Or Every so like often, that. you pile up enough to get a free sub. That's right. Okay, not bad idea. The, the more you, the more you buy, the bigger the yeah. order, the more points you get. Yeah, that's the way it works. Um, it was one more, do you have any sandwiches for different seasons or holidays like Thanksgiving? That comes up a lot. We currently do not. Uh, every once in a while, there'll be a new a new sub. Uh, we just added to the menu a portobello mushroom, and then that was such a big hit, we added the portobello to the chicken and cheese steak. So, yeah. But there are no holiday season. A, a lot of people are asking about yeah. um, that around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, Okay, so those are the bulk of the questions. What else do you want us to I, – I, the, the audience is thirsting for me to go into the, the hazard pay thing. You picked a tough week to do it. So. No, I, I think – let them, let them yeah. have it. Um, again, thanks for having me on. And oh, thank you for coming. Happy Appreciate to be it. part of the community. And We're thrilled to have you here. And, and, and what we don't want you to forget is we want to make this uh, work for you, right? work for Jersey Mike's. So we need you to not be uh, – you know, nervous about calling us at City Hall and saying, hey, this isn't right. You know, we need some help with this or that, right? Yeah, appreciate it. I mean that, that sincerely. Yep. All right, we'll be by, and I'll take some – I apologize for missing the opening. I, I said I got hospitalized, but I have had the turkey sandwich, and I give it two thumbs up. Good. So Glad you well, liked it. One thumb up and yeah. know, one bandage <laughs> thumb up, all right? Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. 
Okay, so um, that, that was Matt, um, the franchisee. Uh, oh, we got one more question. Is delivery available at Jersey Mike's? It is, right? Through, um, you know, Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash. Yeah. Uh, we do, can you do-, lose, do you lose a big portion of your sale to them? Um, we actually do better in Methuen with those carriers, the delivery services, than we do in, say, Exeter, New Hampshire. You do. By about double. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting. Um, but and, well, we wouldn't say we lose sales. We say we gain sales by, yeah. by offering that. And what, what is uh, – one more question came in. What's, the, what's your favorite sub there? What's the most popular? You said your favorite was the Italian. I like the 13, yeah, the Italian. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like the, the cheesesteaks. The, and the clubs are great. We make our bacon fresh every day. The clubs, you can't go wrong. Yeah. And you got chicken cheesesteak too, chicken right? Chicken cheesesteaks yeah. and, and steak and cheese, yeah. All right. So, so folks, give Jersey Mike's a try. Um, like I said, I, I think it was last Thursday. Um, I worked from the office, then had a doctor's appointment, had to hit, uh, grab a sandwich. I grabbed uh, what I – mini? Am I saying it right? You, you got a mini. The mini? Like, yeah. Uh, perfect size, right, for a lunchtime bite uh, without overloading. Uh, but now that I know about the tub, that's all. <laughs> yeah. So you could look forward to seeing that order yeah. tomorrow. All right? So, all right. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show, and we will have you back. Thanks All for right? having me. Thanks. Thank you, Matt. All right. Oh, uh, another question came in. What area did it deliver to? Is it only Methuen? Uh, that, would, I guess, would be up to the um, the delivery service. Yeah. I think they would deliver to Lawrence or something I like that. I think they do. Central Catholic. Yeah. I know that yeah. they've had some delivery. Yeah, if you use one of the Grubhub or uh, Uber DoorDash, yeah. they'll go yeah. wherever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay. All right. Matt, thank you very much, and we wish you nothing but success in the city of Methuen. We want you to have a big grand opening here, uh, and I'm going to move on to Hasbay. You're welcome to stay and and uh, participate in the discussion. So, so let's talk. Let's talk about uh, coronavirus funding, uh, CARES funding, and so I've got some charts that I put together, and they're probably going to be tough reads. So I'm going to. They are tough reads. I'm going to read them to you. So, um, and these charts will be eligible for anybody to have them. Some of them are answers that I've already given to city council members who ask questions, and I'm going to show you the email that came from city council right here on the show. Uh, so the city of Methuen received approximately $4.3 million in CVRF funding in 2020 and $46.0 million in ARPA funding in 2021. Those are two different numbers, right? Uh, and they're not connected. Originally, the coronavirus funding, the $4.3 million, had to be spent by December 31st, 2020. And uh, days before it expired, the mass legislative voted to extend it. Right? Um, the ARPA funds are eligible through 2024, 2025. So uh, we have not, just so people understand, we have not spent a penny of the ARPA funds. I just don't want people to get confused. And there are people who are confusing uh, the rules for one with the rules for the rules are different for uh, coronavirus, the CVRF versus um, uh, ARPA. And hopefully you're watching the news story that talks about the governor uh, contemplating giving bonuses out of that $4 billion to employees who work during um, the pandemic. Okay. In the city of Methuen, that list at the bottom, and again, these can be, Anybody can have a copy of these. We use 
for the coronavirus funds, and I put them in the order in which they were used. Uh, overtime costs associated with replacement for individuals retract, uh, that contracted COVID, meaning um, without, we, we lost entire shifts of police and firefighters at certain points during the early part of the pandemic to COVID, where uh, multiple people would test positive and everybody else becomes a closed contact and they had to be quarantined for a period of time. And we could not not have policemen on the street or firemen because the firemen were the ones responding, uh, rotating and bringing people in and out of uh, their homes with COVID. Same thing is true for our Department of Public Works. Right, our wastewater, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we, so overtime, but we had to prove that the overtime was resulting from uh, COVID, meaning somebody was out with COVID, so somebody was being paid, and we did that. Uh, the second one was PP&E. We bought literally truckloads of uh, uh, equipment, gloves, masks, etc., air purifiers, all eligible. We used it on food insecurity. That was the third largest, right? We created Methuen Cares to get food all across the city. Um, we spent an, a large amount of money there. We spent some money to create a customer service capability at City Hall that didn't exist before. So before the pandemic, you could just walk in and walk through City Hall. Uh, in response to the pandemic, we made the customer service station in the tunnel at a city hall so that 80% of the transactions are walk up and done there. Now, there's still transactions that require you to go into the building, but it minimizes the through traffic and as such was an eligible expense. Um, and then we, uh, probably one of the bigger costly ones, was the airflow itself at City Hall. Had not been addressed since the 70s. And so we, we did that. Um, and that was a significant. Then we did three things which uh, have received a lot of press. We did a rental assistance program. We did a restaurant licensing refund, and we did the hazard pay. And uh, I'm going to give you the status on all of those because there's a lot of innuendo being spread uh, by people who want to put a specific image of illegality and wanton spending in your mind. And I'm going to take you back to the fact that the city from a free cash standpoint, is in better shape right now than it has ever been in. And that is the responsibility of this administration after two years. Right? So we take our fiscal responsibilities seriously, and no laws have been broken. Our relationship with ANF is not adversarial, as some would have you believe. Right? They are telling us that, that some parts of that, they don't agree with how we've spent it. And I'm going to go. So I've been asking for a meeting to explain it to ANF since September 24th. And there's an email. Sorry. Always during the show, Matt, right? Um, so um, since September 24th, right, which was after we had sent in our responses. So uh, when people tell you the city is dodging the bullet by trying to avoid that's not we've sent lots of information into ANF right but I'm going to tell you the rental assistance program which now is being approved you know we've received notice we sent one packet in 
um, about 10 days ago, and ANF went through it and said, yes, this, this satisfies. We believe we sent all the packets, right? We had so much data with payroll information with every, that we had to zip file uh, large amounts of stuff into them, right? But uh, the rental assistance program is being approved. So that's $70,000 off the table. There are some people out there who are saying, well, the mayor cost the city a million dollars because 400 from the vote. That 400 has nothing to do with the city of Methuen. didn't come to the mayor. It's not part of CVRF funding. It was ESSER funding to the vote, right, that the vote calculated into their uh, tuition to give all surrounding communities, not just Methuen, a rate for their students to go there. And it would appear that the state came back and said, you can't use ESSER funding vote to do that. So that caused an adjustment in the, what each city that sends students to the vote pays. That 400000 has nothing to do with the mayor, the administration, what we did from a budget standpoint. Nothing. Okay. So back on the rental assistance program, we did 70000 uh, We had a program manager who works for the city who did a... A, a fine job. When you read the letter that came back from ANF on November 18th, it said there was not sufficient data to prove that there was um, the impact of COVID. We disagreed with that. We have since provided them the one package in detail. They agree that that scratches the itch. Uh, we have provided them now all the packets again, just like the one packet, and that $70,000 will be approved. Okay, the restaurant licensing refund uh, will probably not be approved. So that's 140000 that I look in the camera and say, and I look up, you'll hear me say it to the ninth. I do that again. I look at our small business in the city and say, uh, I wonder at a Commonwealth <clears throat> that, that doesn't understand what it is to be a border community. Right? To run a small business in this community and be locked down because on March 23rd, 2020, the businesses in this community were locked down, shut down. Yet, and I said this to ANF on the phone, you can stand in my backyard and be in Salem, New Hampshire. And Salem, New Hampshire was open, right? And they were still selling product. I'm trying to encourage people like this gentleman, come do business in Methuen. So I look at you, the citizens, and say, these small businesses are the lifeblood of our community. That $140,000, all ANF is saying, you can't use this pot to do it. Not that it's illegal to do it. So we're going to rectify that. That's not coming out of your tax dollars, right? We're going to fix that. Uh, and then the most contentious one, the hazard pay. So let's get into it, right? Um, so we met with ANF yesterday. <coughs> Excuse me. The, yeah, yesterday. <clears throat> and uh, at the end of it, if you get, forget everything else I'm going to tell you, the city has agreed to provide shift-by-shift -shift, uh, payroll records. But I want to give you some detail on how we got to where we got, because you need to understand how the mayor thought to get to This is a nice sat in a room and said, oh, let's give bonuses, right? Because that's what some city councilors are saying. There's no such thing as a bonus. And by the way, for the record, no elected officials, not the mayor, not any elected official got it. The fire chief didn't get it. The police chief didn't get it. 
No contracted employee got it. No employee on leave got it. We, we tried to assess the amount of time they showed up for work. All right, now people are going to say, oh, they were all working remotely. But that's not true. So the next slide is a picture that you won't be able to read. That's an email from the chair of the city council. That's to me and to the CAFO and said, hope you had a nice weekend. And please provide the following. A list of everyone who received a bonus announced in December of 2020 and funded by COVID monies. Please include recipient name, position, and department. Please explain in detail your methodology in determining who is eligible for the bonuses. Please also define your definition of essential and hazard when determining the distribution of the bonuses. And that is signed by Steve Saber, Chairman of the City Council. And so my answers are cut and paste on the next, they start on the next chart. So uh, please explain in detail your methodology for determining, I did provide the list, and I know it's out there because somebody put it on social media, so uh, I gave it to the Chair of the City Council and the Vice Chair, and it's now on social media. Uh, please explain in detail your methodology in determining who is eligible for bonuses. So we did not give out bonuses. We gave hazard pay. We met, and we used the governor's COVID-19 order number 13, dated 23 March 2020. Go to the state of Mass. I'm going to hold this up so the camera can see it because I didn't want to put it. This is COVID-19 order number 13, dated March 23, 2020. In this document... At the very end of it, the governor has taken the liberty of describing what he believes are essential employees. Because the order is saying, due to the emergency outbreak, this is the initiation of the lockdown. Meaning, if you don't fit into one of these essential categories, stay home. Hopefully you're following that. That's from the office of the governor. Right? I would remark here that the state house, which is... The ANF folks sitting in judgment of this have not been in the state house for some 700 plus days. The city of Methuen never shut its doors. Your mayor went in every day during the pandemic. And most of the city employees were in there as well. Our fire, our police, our DPW were in there and they were working their asses off. And that's 80% of your municipal workforce. We did not have remote work capability because the computers couldn't do it at City Hall. Much to my chagrin, when I first came in, we were still on Windows 7. And those bluebirds out there would probably like to forget that we got cyber attacked in July of 2020, and I had to go to City Council, as you recall, which caused an uproar, to get them to spend the money to upgrade the computers. Well, we didn't get through the upgrades until the end of October. So we didn't have remote capability until that time frame. Now, do we have some people that worked remote? Yeah, absolutely. But the vast majority of people came in every day, and they were scared to death. And I'm going to keep going back to the statistics. Your police, your fire, and your DPW were in there every day. Right? They were the ones running the ambulances, picking you up. They were the ones running to accident scenes. They were the one running to uh, uh, water spills, water main breaks, etc. We didn't know at the time if you could get COVID from running water from the ground. No one knew, if you remember, how it was being passed. Right? So we did everything on God's green earth to kind of address the safety of our employees. 
because our employees were scared to death, and I don't blame them. At one point, the chair of the city council, don't take my word for it, go back and look at some of these meetings. This happens at a city council meeting. Called city council the COVID capital of the city. Right? Our employees were petrified. So we used the governor's executive order dated March 23rd, 2020. Don't take my word for it. Read it. In it, it goes into essential employees. It includes Department of Public Work employees. It includes wastewater. It includes transportation logistics, communications and information technology. It includes other community-based essential function and government operations. Right? So literally 95-plus percent of the people in our municipal workforce are defined as essential. Right? Right there in that document. So we used that, and then we went and asked. Now, this is the one that really raises my ire, because there's a thread out there that says, hey, the city used, came up with a scheme and then used an auto-robo system to ask a question and get an answer. That's not true. That's just simply not true. Right? You can make the narrative up to suit what you want, but the truth is what the truth is. Right? And he knows in the end what the truth is. We submitted a question via the portal. The portal was created by ANF, who was working remotely. Right? We submitted a question based upon what I just showed you, our understanding of what an essential employee was. We submitted an answer through the portal and asked if essential employees, if hazard, fund, hazard pay for essential employees was an eligible expense. And I brought the email. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. So everybody poo-poo's it. This is not a robo-response. So I've asterisked three stars there. One is the individual from ANF who responded. Right? That's not a robo-response. So the portal is the method they chose for us to ask them questions because they were getting inundated with phone calls. Secondly, the second star, regarding your question, yes, this is an eligible expense. It doesn't say, yes, this is an eligible expense, but there's conditions. We specifically asked essential employees based upon the governor's executive order. Right? Um, and I, you know, just to further amplify my point about the, the document, the bottom of the email says, I hope this information is helpful. Again, please use the web form to submit responses or follow-up questions. I also encourage you to consult our fact stuff. So the bottom line is they're telling you to use that form, yet there are people in this community who are out there saying, well, they used that because they didn't want a real answer. The Eco Tribune gave me a jeer on my birthday because I didn't pick up a phone and call them. That's the method they asked us to use. In what business law course is a written response less valid than a telephone response? I ask you that, right? Let's make some common sense here. Make the narrative you want. There's a core group of people in this community that they're not going to tell you about our positive free cash position. They're going to try to poke holes in the mayor. This mayor is here to stay, right? Uh, in fact, you got me thinking about third term. That's how positive he got me thinking, right? I want you to, I was thinking, 
I'll do two more years and I'm going to retire. Now, I think maybe we, we need to think about this longer term. So, okay, once we got that approval, we then looked at all our employees, as I said, and we didn't have remote work capability. I talked about that already. Even though some people said hey, everybody in the city was working remote, not true, right? We altered shifts, staffing, and schedules. And by the way, if I'm guilty of one thing, I may have provided too much data to A&L. I gave them orders from the police department where we changed shifts. I gave them orders from uh, uh, rotations of our fire department personnel. I tried to. Sh- I gave them attendance records in general that showed. Uh, how many people were out from the COVID, right? Because remember, our employees were going in, our firefighters, our police, and our DPW. And if you want to fight me on the clerks, fight me on the clerks, right? But 80% of the people we're talking about are fire, police, and DPW, right? Those people out in the field, in with the water, doing your water at the wastewater treatment plant, right? Sitting in goop, Right, that we didn't know if it could poison them or not, and taking that home to their families. Right? So to me, that was an increased hazard at the time. Right? That represented an increased hazard. Now, uh, uh, we, like I said, we eliminated from consideration. I didn't take it, I didn't give it to anybody who was under a contract, like the fire chief or the police chief. I didn't give it to uh, anybody who had been on leave of any kind, discipline or otherwise, medical, workers' comp, et cetera. Um, And then we took a a dollar amount and prorated it over the um, March through end-of-year time frame, 1,500 being the max. And then, you know, people got more or or not more, less in some cases, right? Especially... um, you know, newer employees, right? They got a little bit less. So somebody like our HR director who came in in the middle, we hired her in the middle of it, she didn't get the full amount. Okay, so go to the next chart, please, I think. One more. I already explained that one. One more? Yeah. So the blue, well, you can't read it. So please also define your definition of an essential and hazard when determining the distribution of the bonuses. So again, I said no bonuses were distributed. While I defer to the governor's order defining essential services, I will paraphrase it that it includes all municipal government services described above to ensure the continuity of performance and operations for the city of Methuen. The city of Methuen, unlike the state house, did not close its doors ever. That is the God's green truth. And most of those employees were in there every single day, anxious as could be. You saw the reaction of city council when the city clerk tested positive in November last year for COVID. They immediately canceled the meeting and went to Zoom. I had some councils yelling at me because they had been in my office, you know, time frames after the city clerk. Right? We ensured continuity of operations. We were in there running the business of the city of Methuen every single day. Um, the state house is still closed. So the people who are sitting in judgment here have not been back in to work. Right? I, I respectfully disagree with their assessment. And that's why we've committed 
after we had the meeting to provide them shift-by-shift records of our attendance, because we have it. And so our CAFO, and by the record, if you're going to do a character debate in the community, you stick to me. You leave the CAFO alone. She's the finest employee this city has ever had. And she does a damn fine job. And it's a disgrace that you attack her. A disgrace. Sorry to do this with you. Sometimes you get a little little easier, Mayor. As far as a hazard, I I went to Webster's. What does a hazard mean to me? Webster's says a hazard is defined as any source of potential damage, harm, or adverse health effect on something or someone. This is the literal dictionary definition, and I use it intentionally here. There is no debating that the coronavirus represented a change, an increased hazard to our employees, right? As we're unsure how it was being transmitted, who could contract it, or even how to protect our employees. But I'd close, and this is my note to the chair, by saying that if it did not represent an increased hazard, then why did the Commonwealth issue a lockdown order for all but essential personnel? That's what happened here. And I'm going to go back to the, before I take some questions, I'm sure there's some here. 80-plus percent of our workforce, police, fire, DPW. Could you exist in your home without your water, without your sewer? Could you exist without your public safety? When you fall sick, when you have your COVID concerns, who do you call? Who do you go to for testing? Right? That's where the municipal government has tried to respond to you. Right? So I stand in front of you today and say, I told ANF yesterday, and again, I'm going to repeat, I think part of this was things of this nature, of this size, can't be done by email. Right? I was glad to have the meeting yesterday because I've been asking for the meeting since September. I asked for it when we first responded. A meeting to walk through the program on rental assistance, to me, would have resulted in it never being declined. And that's the one they get everybody all ramped up as the paragraph of oversight. Right? I will tell you, we had a person in charge of the rental assistance program, and she did a... A, an excellent job making sure she dotted the I's and crossed the T's. She made sure people provided proof, right? Um, and as for me, I believe the employees did face a hazard. Now, the governor's thinking about backdating bonuses, yet here we are in the city of Methuen with a dogfight because people want to focus on the negativity, it's time for the community to smarten up, right, and recognize that there are pot stirrers that will never be happy as long as they're not running the show. That's really what it comes down to. And my mission, quite frankly, is to keep them from running the show. And that's what I intend to do. So, um, you know, there's more to be heard uh, from ANF. We committed to provide records. Uh, we've had uh, the CAFO and the police and fire pulling those records all day. And uh, I told ANF, as I started to say before, I'm going to take this appeal to the governor. I've talked to the senators. I'm comfortable with the decision I made based upon the information the state gave me. Right? No matter what you think of the mayor, they said yes. 
right? They didn't say yes, but there's conditions. They said yes. We said, can we give essential employees hazard pay? Yes, this is an eligible expense, right? So I'm in it for the long haul. Okay, let's see. This looks like we're still having Facebook problems. I hope I'm right too, Dan. I think I am. Okay. Brian Coombs, what's most disappointing about the Bethune City Council is that grandstanding on the big issue has been small issues like the one communities tackle every day, get zero attention. I, I think, you know, I don't know who you are, Brian, but uh, uh, Dan thinks he knows, he thinks you're Ryan Hamilton, which is not correct. Um, I would say this to you, though. Um, I think the, the broader issue is we focus on the negative, right? And, and, and let me just say this, and, and uh, you know, I saw Dan comment on uh you know, it's disappointing that this administration that put the most free cash in the city's coffers in the history of the city. Where did you see that in the Tribune? Section 7, page 12, little thing, right? This front page, right? Hey, I get it. You, you want to sell papers. You want to excite the masses. But you need to be there has to be some journalistic integrity. The editor takes a shot at me and says, should have picked up a phone. As I just explained to you, that's the method A&F chose, not the mayor. Right? That's their method of communication. Right? So, um, you know, this is not falling back on the taxpayers yet. Right? If it does, uh, I'll be quite candid. My... my uh, my thoughts would be not to take it from free cash and not to take it. I would, I would look at uh, a section of the ARPA rules that allows us to make up the revenue we lost in 2020, meaning uh, the city is uh, eligible for some factor, and I don't know the exact number off the top of my head. We got $4.1 million less from uh, revenue in 2020 than we would have gotten if not for COVID. So ARPA, which has different rules than um, the CVRF funding, uh, allows cities to make up some of that lost revenue, if you will. Right? Um, and uh, there's a factor that Melanson is calculating for us. Uh, like I said, I want to take this all the way up to the governor and say, I think it's an eligible expense. Uh, but um, in the end, if, if nobody listens to me, um, uh, my thought is to whatever portion of that revenue recognition that comes from ARPA, whatever portion of that $4 million we're allowed to use comes into the city coffers will be used to offset this amount here. So that it doesn't come from free cash. It doesn't impact your taxes. right? And that's simply what I do. That's just... That's my fail-safe plan in the end. But I want you to know I'm standing there slugging it out with people at the state level uh, and wondering why they're not back in the office, right? So 
It is what it is. So uh, let's see. We got any? Karen Baker said, "I don't believe anyone should be personally questioning the honesty or ethics of anyone at this point." But new, I think any officials should spend time defending themselves, the city business, and do not sit in judgment. But I definitely want answers. Well, Karen, I appreciate that point. Um, I would tell you uh, that's the reason I wanted to do it here. Right? It's going to come up again at City Council Monday night. It's on the agenda, and we're going to have the same discussion. And you're going to hear the same exact point I made here in front of you. You're going to hear it consistently. Um, and it is what it is in the end, right? But I stand by it. Uh, Anomalous said, part I don't understand here is the issue appears to be at least my one of reading comprehension. Even the hit pieces in both print and social media reporting, ones aiming to vilify the spending, don't seem to understand the very orders and mandates they're referencing. The spending passes every possible good faith sniff test, even if one disgruntled looking for bad faith spending. This is a global pandemic. And yeah, I, and I say that. So, and I say, I'm going to say this. I didn't give it to myself. I'm not that egocentric. Right? I'm not doing this job for the money. I believe that the municipal employees deserved it. I believe the governor's order defined what an essential employee was. And based on that, and the answer I got from the compliance arm, I did it. All right. Um, I'm sure it'll come up at city council. Why didn't you come to council? They asked me that last year what, because this is the second wave of this coming up. Um, and uh, I'm going to say it's 50, it was max 1500 per person. Right? It's not required. Now, since that time, uh, the council has passed a resolution that says any, any federal estate funding has to come to them. So if I did it after that fact, yeah, that would be wrong. But this was done a year ago, November. All right? So I'm standing here telling you the truth. Whether you accept, choose to accept it or not, that's entirely up to you. All right? Uh, but the, the, the positive news is you got my Irish up, those of you out there. Um, I love this city. I'm going to leave this city in a better place than I found it. And now uh, you've got me actively thinking that maybe I should consider a third term for mayor. Right? So I'm going to give that some thought before I commit one way or another. I want to make sure my health is there. Um, but know that if you're out there and you're a citizen of the city of Methuen, my intent is always to try to do the best for the city, not to, you know, pull one over. I can't control what the Eco Tribune prints. I can't control what the Valley Patriot prints, um, and I don't, right? There are going to be unflattering pieces, and they're going to disagree with me on certain things, and that's fine, right? I think they're wrong. I think the editorial from the Tribune was way off base, personally, um, uh, but it is what it is in the end, Right? So know the facts. If you're interested in a copy of these charts so that you can read them better, and I apologize for that, uh, uh, contact Ryan in my office. We'll give you copies of every single chart here, happily, so that you can read it. All right? In the meantime, we're at 6.03. I ran long. Sorry, I got a little hepped up there, Sandy. Uh, uh, God bless everybody. We got one more show before the Christmas break, right? All right. So uh, God bless you all. Stay healthy. Vaccine clinic, we got a calendar. Can we just pop that up real quick? 
the December calendar, did Ryan send you that? No, he didn't send you that. So this is the time of the show where I say Ryan's fired. Every week I say Ryan's fired. So um, tomorrow, uh, 4 to 7, St. Andrew's Church, 2 to 6, Booster Clinic at Sanborn Hall. Uh, and then there's uh, a 10 to 2 on Monday the 20th, Booster Clinic at Sanborn Hall, and a 2 to 6 at Booster Clinic uh, the 23rd at Sanborn Hall. I will be at the clinic on the 20th, uh, so come on by and chew my ear. We'll talk about Hazapay or anything else you want to talk about. Yeah. All right, God bless you. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you here next week. Matt, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me.